I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Tim's here. I've got Al here with me. It's day two, or day two of the mission of our Apollo, Apollo Sodes, Sodes. Um, here at the Yarra, the Yarra, here at the Yarraville Sun Theatre. Um, tonight we went to see the right stuff. Oh my goodness! 1983, based around the Mercury missions, um, the seven astronauts that were chosen to do all the pre. Basically, all the initial tests and flights, um, which then obviously led to the Apollo missions later on, um, and the the initial start of the space race. Um, whew, that Holy was, dooly, that, that thing a, was long. That's a long film. You know, like I... Take you, that in game. Like that's you, what I say. <laughs> like, you know me. I like, I like my film snappy. Um, this was long. And this was unreasonably long, I felt. Yeah, look, it's interesting. I found... So, there's a lot of Chuck Yeager in there. I was going to say, did we need that much Yeager? Did we need that much Yeager? I like... I sort of got into it once we were into those scenes, but they were like... They were a lot of the film. Yeah. And I get the concept of like, this this is what a test pilot... You know, test pilots used to be the thing, and now astronauts are the thing. Yeah. But I think it could have been a lot smaller part. I get cutting back to him and showing that he's still test piloting when all the other guys are off doing the astronaut stuff. Yep. But I think we focused too much on him when we went back to him. It's like we spent too long with him. Like, yeah. Like, I don't give... Like, I, like I, I enjoyed the breaking the sand barrier stuff at the start. All the, all the flights that they were doing at the start and competing and that sort of stuff. As soon as the astronaut stuff, stuff started happening, I didn't really give a shit. Like, I was exactly. just like, cool, That's we've now evolved from the test pilot stuff. We're now in the astronaut stuff. Yeah, that's still going on. We get it. Not everyone's an astronaut. We don't need to be... We don't need to show Chuck Yeager, who wanted nothing to do with being an astronaut. Yeah, that's right. Like, he didn't even want to do it. Like, no. why, It's not like he's sitting there going, oh... I feel so left out. He didn't even want to be there. He's just so, like, no, I want to keep doing this. Correct. So yeah. we didn't need to go back to him for any reason, I felt. And we kept going back. We kept going back to him. And then the place burnt down. There was a whole, then, there's a whole lot of stuff going on back at home. Yeah. That I just felt just added fluff to this whole thing. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Like, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. No, a lot. Right. This, was, this was really good. It was, for the most part, compelling... It was surprisingly funny. I was a. <laughs> it was surprisingly yeah. funny. I I couldn't believe some of the humour that was in it and intentional humour like, too. Yeah, full comedic. <laughs> yeah. Inten- which bit there was a there was a bit in particular I was thinking about. It was the two. It was Jeff Goldblum and Harry Shear, really, just who started it off. Yeah, they got they kicked it off for sure. Like they with were slapsticking about in the. Yeah, with their oh, Gregarians on the left. No, he's on the right. No, he's on the left. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> There was another one later with um oh it was the the whole sequence where they had some where Sam Shepard not Sam Shepard Sam Shepard's the actor Alan Shepard Alan Shepard yeah See this was a very confusing I, IMDb I know list. I know <laughs> <laughs> Where they had the 
it was some like balloon or something up their butt, and they yeah. had to go up two floors to the loo. I, something to do with their their pelvic floor, I'm assuming. I'm, I can only assume. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take it back a bit, Tim. Uh, I've spent the day since seeing Apollo 11 just thinking blown of, away. Thinking just about Apollo 11? Thinking about Apollo 11. <laughs> and then we were sitting down in our seats looking at the program. We realised Apollo 11 is screening every day. <laughs> except for tomorrow? No, no. It's a, no, except for like... It was last night, maybe. No, we no, saw we it last saw night. we saw it last night, Tim. <laughs> Tonight. No, no, because we sat down and it had started about the time we looked at the program. So and we, you and I were both like, should we just go see Apollo ooh, 11 again? We could bail. Because that film, oh, a brief uh, podcasting a wider net <laughs> from yesterday's episode. Yeah. Dig out, I sent the link to you today and you had a listen as well, but... Yeah, it's only like 16 minutes, I think. Oh, the, the podcast I sent? Yeah. Was it? Our one. Yeah. No... no. The one I sent. Yeah. No, it's like half an hour. Is it? Okay. Anyway, it's uh, it's called Still Untitled with Adam Savage, who's not on this particular episode, but they get the director of Apollo 11 on and have a good chat with him about how they found all the footage and go into a bit more depth about the cameras and mm. and putting the film together. It's, it's, it's a cracker listen. Go check it out. But I could have easily, like... And, and then the trailer came up for it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm right back in this. I could literally just go back and do this again. Well, and, the good thing about all that is how, I mean, the podcast outlined how much footage they actually found. Like, not found, yeah. but just resurfaced. Yeah. Like, NASA knew where these files were. Yeah, they it's were looking like, after them. It's not like, oh, oh, there's a secret compartment and, oh, look, there's all this stuff. It's like, no, nah, NASA knew that they were there and that was, it was just... You know, by cataloging, they've put it all away, and yeah. they just happen to film absolutely everything. Absolutely everything, and yeah. um, and and they were saying there's like a nine day cut of yeah. this film, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'd be in for that, like just watch which it. is more days than the actual mission, which is so many days. <laughs> um, anyway, so right, so, so yeah, I could have like the fact that this film started with the trailer for Apollo Eleven. I was like, this is I could do this again. I did my homework. Yes. The Apollo 11 lunar module crashed back down to the moon. Ah, there you go. So there is a crash site somewhere on the moon. There will be a crash site somewhere on the moon. One Um, of the modules is still circling. It is maybe one of the earlier ones. Maybe 10. Oh, yeah. Maybe. 10 10 was the the dress rehearsal, so... Okay. It was the... So they didn't... They they didn't physically land. land. I, I think they practiced docking and undocking and stuff. Okay. I think. Okay, I'm not too sure on that. Well, now you've got more homework for tomorrow. I've got more homework, so I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, the right stuff. Yep. This had everybody in it. Yeah. Like, far out. So many people. Yeah. And one that twigged halfway through the film for me. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to twig for you, but um, uh, Cooper's, Gordo Cooper's wife. Firstly. Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop, yeah. yes. Oh, you did get oh, yeah, oh, good. of course. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's the lady from Kindergarten Cop. I was, I was, I spent five minutes of the three hours, like, entwined in that You were just expecting her to go into her Ursula personality? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
who else was in this? Well, well, of course, uh, our boy Ed Harris. Ed Harris, who pa- was great in this. Patron saint of the Moon Festival. Patron saint, <laughs> and he just, he just, I just really enjoyed his character. John yeah, Blake's I enjoyed character. it a lot too. I'm, I'm assuming it's you know reasonably accurate, right? Like, well, you're asking the right guy. Oh well, Tim, tell us about. The accuracy of well, John Glenn. Well, <clears throat> so I, I, I'm not sure if you remember, but in grade six, I actually dressed up as John Glenn. I, I believe the photo might even still be on the fridge <laughs> at Mum's. <laughs> um, we had a we had like a dress up as somebody thing, and it was like a night where you, as in a like not daytime night, not oh, as in that's right night, um, where you have a lot, you had like a little station. Yeah, with stuff set up, and people would come around and ask you questions ah, as if you like, were the character, like interviewed. Oh, Correct. Nice. So people would come and ask me about myself oh, as John Glenn. <laughs> yeah, well, not yourself. They wouldn't ask about. Well, no, I was John Glenn. Yeah, yeah, the but time. they wouldn't ask about Tim Oldfield. Well, no, because why would you ask John Glenn? John Glenn doesn't know who Tim Oldfield is. Well, not yet. He, he would now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you mean Tim Oldfield from Sand School <laughs> yeah. Film? Yeah, yeah. Um. I can't remember shit about John Glenn, though. Oh, you said, you, were, you, but, said you were the right person to talk to. Well, uh, only because I wanted to tell that little story. Oh. But, <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was great. I thought, um, I thought Gus was good. Yep. Gus Grissom. Yep. Um, I found Alan Shepard's character really weird. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying any of the names. I think that was Scott Glenn, maybe. Scott Glenn, yeah. Um, he, he's super familiar too. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you where he's from, but I do. I like how when, because I hadn't, I hadn't seen this film. I, you know, I, I, the names were familiar, and I, but I didn't know a lot about the Mercury mission. Mm. Um, and I certainly didn't know beyond Ed Harris who was in it. Yep. And so when Dennis Quaid showed his face, I'm pretty sure you and I turned to each other, and in our heads went. Tuck Pendleton, Pendleton. <laughs> zero, zero defects. Because <laughs> he just had that smile on him. He's got a real like... Joker smile, doesn't he? Yeah, totally. He's got the real face muscles, face muscles, muscles of um. Yeah, that's right. Of the Joker. Um. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So, um, Scott Glenn was in uh, Hunt for Red October. Was the the I most recent film I saw him in. Haven't seen it. Born the day after. I mean, not the year, but the day after me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting Very facts. good. Yeah, good. Trade good chat. Technically. Um, well, yeah. So, overall, we could have trimmed a lot of fat out of this. Agreed. There was a lot of scenes that we just really didn't need. Yeah. I felt like we didn't need that cringy dancing scene towards the end. Oh, I was very confused by that. And I was just a little uncomfortable during that as well. And it was like... It was... It reminded me of... You know the the last scene of Ocean's Eleven, where they're all standing around the fountain? Is that where they got like it from? Like, nodding at each other? Mm. Except it had a, a naked fangirl. And I'm like, this is mm. kind of weird, It's right? the same music. That's why you Oh, maybe, it. yeah. No, that's what it is. That's why oh, it was. Oh, uh, okay. It's the same music. There you go. And I was just like... It was a mixture between that and the start of Temple of Doom. <laughs> Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Not really. Kind of. Not as catchy. <laughs> yeah, Anything goes. And less gunfights. Many, many less gunfights. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I reckon we could have easily done without that. Um, yeah, surely there must have been 
I mean, it was to show that there was this was like a moment of celebration. Yeah, and, a, and an and acknowledgement of what we'd all done between between the seven of them. Yeah, but it seemed yeah. I don't it, know. it seemed. I guess that's how it El- seemed long. Like we watched the whole song. Yeah, and we also cut. Pretty much. We also cut away back to Jaeger. Without the and music, then, and then it came back to the fan dance, and then it went back to Jaeger, and I'm like, "What are we doing here?" Well, because usually what would happen is that you'd have that going on, the music would stay, and you'd cut to another scene with the music still going, and it'd be like this: "Oh, two parallel worlds." Yeah, <clears throat> but it wasn't that. It was literally just a cut scene. Like we cut back to the other scene, and it would be like, oh, and just stuff going on. Then back to the. Da- I feel I feel like we'd seen a lot of that stuff with Jaeger as well, like him. We'd seen it many times. Yeah. That was like the fourth time we'd seen that. Yeah. Just like his helmet. His helmet or... And... Like lens flares and... Yeah. Yeah. The... I had a lot of um, uh, Thunderbirds. It felt very Thunderbirds-y. Yeah, right. A lot of the... <coughs> excuse me. A lot of the um, early plane flying was quite reminiscent of Thunderbirds work. Did that red... Playing at the start, look Thunderbirdsy. Too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair call. Um, which is interest interesting fact, Tim. <laughs> uh, is is, is the, it interesting to me or just to you? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. It's fine. No one else is listening anyway. Uh, <laughs> the the Tracy brothers from Thunderbirds. Uh, are all named after the Mercury 7 astronauts, mm-hmm. even though there's only five of the brothers. There's there's Gordon and Scott and Alan yep. and John. John and Virgil. Virgil? Yep. No Deke? No. I'm disappointed that we didn't see more of Deke. Yeah, it was because interesting. He plays Lance, a... Lance Hendrickson was in this as well. Because mm. Deke Slayton plays a pretty big role in not only Poly 13... Yep. He was he was like director, he was the flight director. Yeah, he was director in, in during that time. Not the flight director, sorry. Yeah, like he was, was like he like head of NASA. He was up there. He was up there. I don't know if he was head of NASA, but he was up there. Very well researched, we are. <laughs> and he was he obviously played a pretty big role in Apollo Eleven as well. So yeah. I was yeah I'm surprised that he didn't get more of a show. Maybe his mission wasn't that special. I, can, I don't know what his. Mission well, we didn't was. see it at all, did we? No, he must have been. He must have been about third up. I reckon that's my that's my guess. Little stab, third up, and then, and then another strange narrative aspect was the narration at the end. Felt, it felt like the whole thing was based around. It felt like they ran, It felt like they finally looked at the clock and went, "Shit, we got to wrap this up." Hey, we should probably quick. Uh, where's finish this? <laughs> where's Frank? Quick, get in here, Frank. <laughs> And so, this guy did this, and this guy did that. Yeah, was he like, was the fastest man in the world. <laughs> Roll credits, was, quick! <laughs> but it was like, oh, and by the way, Gus Grissom died. Yeah! Like, like just way to brush over that. Yeah! Because <laughs> I spent a lot of the film going, oh, man. Yeah, he died. He died real bad. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I found that narration super weird. Do you know whose voice that was? No, not... Not specifically. I'm thinking it was someone in the movie, but I don't. Was could I don't it, think so. I saw a credit for narrator, but I, I was thinking it. maybe it could have been that vice president guy, oh, LBJ, with the the hat. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not LBJ. Okay. We're styling. 
No, no, anyone? No, yeah, point break. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to talk about? It was... Oh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the model work, as was was expected. Mm-hmm. Like, this was an 83 film and, and very realistic, you know, like, wasn't a sci-fi, you know, you had to get it pretty spot on. Yep. And I feel like some of it was... Some of it must have been actual footage, right? Well, all the launch failures were actual footage. Yeah, sure. Clearly. Clearly. That would have been a lot of billions of dollars in movie fees for... Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah. But, like... I tell you what I was thinking about was the billions of dollars that was poured into this space program. Mm. It's interesting, like, last night, I was all in awe of the feat that mm. was achieved and the detail and the planning and the number of people that went into it. Mm. And tonight, seeing so many crashes in this early program and so many catastrophic failures, I'm just like, the money that was poured into this... Oh, yeah was just phenomenal yeah right? yeah 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 big time but i mean you got to remember that nasa is like their mi6 pretty much like they're inventing shit every day yeah to try and get something done so the end goal i suppose yeah getting to the moon but we'd also created a whole lot of other stuff in the process yeah yeah for sure for sure um, uh it was so long <laughs> and and a lot of the time that wasn't it was like when I was in a scene I was on board do you know what I mean it just didn't need a lot of all scenes all those scenes like like I found it I found it really interesting when Gus Grissom came back um, and that whole hotel scene yeah that was weird with his it? with his wife when she's like they owe me something and then they put on the happy face to come out the front. Like, mm. you know, that was all quite detailed and a pre- and a really interesting part. I felt like that deserved to be in there. I mm. don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that was important because it shows that it wasn't all accolades for everyone. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's interesting, like, they, sh- I think they showed well how uh, John Glenn got all the... Like, he, he took all, all the attention. No, but he took all the attention with his mission. Like, Alan Shepard, the first man in space, was almost forgotten. Yeah. At one stage. Because um, everyone wanted a piece of John Glenn, just because he was the... He was cutting laps. Well, no, but he was... He was he was the... He was the... The celebrity. He was the personnel. Yeah. He, he had the personality. To, again, I'm, I'm referring to you that may not have any more information than me, but can you talk to me about the Firefly scene? Um, Do you know anything about that? Um, it was light reflecting off something. Right. I do know. I have looked it up. Oh, yeah. I have looked it up. And it was... It's very unprofessional of us, but this popcorn is so good. It is good. So, as you leave the sun... They just dole out there their go. leftover popcorn. They were tiny flakes of frost illuminated by sunlight. Ah. As the spacecraft orbited into darkness. Wow. Because it was obviously so cold. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. Um, it's interesting that it wasn't... I, I think I'm having trouble 
coming from last night's film that was so accurate and, you know, it was obviously a doco, so it was a different style. And very polished. And very polished. And coming to this that was a lot more theatrical. Like, the theatrics of it definitely stood out a lot more for me. And I guess coming from the 80s as well, it was a lot, you know, bigger and grander. It was very, like... It was very Top Gun in a real oh, in a real scenario. Yeah. Like it was like woo, was like, a, like a lot of wooing. And, it was like a toned down and Top Gun aviators and yeah. just high fives what, and shit. What do you think the chewing gum budget was? Oh on this my film? god! <laughs> I was getting so annoyed with that. Like, dude, like especially when he's dancing with his wife and oh, he's chewing loudly, a, like two inches from her a, face. He doesn't put his drink down. And B, still chewing his gum. Like, dude, come on. Fucking disgusting. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Show some manners. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, that really bothered me. Uh, Another glorious evening at the Sun Theatre. It's been great. We were back in the Barclay again, which is this beautifully restored... Do you reckon they'll all be in there? Maybe. Because I don't think they're not showing them, like, two, two moves at once, so... Well, Maybe. they were. Apollo 11 was playing at 7, and we went in at 7.15. Yeah, you so did say that. Um, I did, Wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm loving it's a, It's a great little spot here. Yeah. And again, it was packed for a Wednesday night. Well, we established that... Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well... We established that the Lion King was opening tonight, didn't we? Yeah. So, someone... The, lion, the queue was out the door. Let us know how that goes. Um, I'm not particularly excited by that. No, I'll wait for it to come out on video or... Something else. And then I probably still won't watch it. (laughs) I just don't get it. Like, there is no incentive for me to watch it because I've seen The Lion King. (laughs) 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 And it's sad. The Lion King is sad. It's pretty sad. You know what? It's the same reason why I won't watch Bambi. I'm never going to watch The Land Before Time again. Oh. Um... That's why I've never gone back to the never-ending never story. story. Jesus, like there's there are reasons that you just don't remake this stuff. Welcome back to the saddest movies in <laughs> yeah. our history. Any more you got in our lives? Um, yeah. No, it was good. Like I think this was a nice. I think my this uh, brings us back down a bit. Like I think it brought us back down to earth, so to speak. Like oh, nice, yeah. nice. Oh, I like like easy there. there, Oldfield brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed this. It, it, it feels like I could have. I'm now thinking I would have liked to have built up to Apollo Eleven as the climax. Maybe like the last night. Being Apollo yeah. 11. But you know what? Maybe we just scrap the rest of our program and go to Apollo 11 every night. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's we checked the program, it's screening every and night not, yeah. for another eight days. So I've got something. Yeah, lay it on me. Let's get, and you'll be up for it, let's get Jules yep. to do a Right Stuff edit without, Ooh, without, without Charlie in it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just... just fl- just you've got to have a bit of you got to have a bit yeah so you have that whole opening sequence yeah, you got to have him at the start because it built it like it, it introduces the whole yep. thing okay you got to have him there but I'm talking and then everything else I'm talking second third act yep let's cut down on Charlie. and maybe cut down some of the fan dancing as well just yep. w- just while he's in there cutting well we could just yeah that's a lot of movie out when you think about yeah. it if we're cutting both Charlie and the dancing out that's like a big <laughs> chunk towards the end. <laughs> Suddenly we've got a punchy 2017 
reimagining. Hour and a half to hour and 45. That's what we want to get down to. We want to cut in half, Al. Look, don't get me wrong. I love old films. Yeah. Sorry. I love old films and I love long films. Like, I love... Like, Lord of the Rings. I could could watch... I could watch a real-time... Lord of the Rings <laughs> that just follows the Hobbits for the, days. I could I watch could that. watch the six weeks <laughs> yeah. of Hobbits walking. <laughs> I could watch the thousand years from when they first cut the, <laughs> cut the ring off Sauron just, it's to like, when it comes back. It's like 700 years of just Hobbits kicking around. <laughs> just drinking beer. Drinking beer. <laughs> Look, we've already expressed interest in watching the nine day cut. People in Bree just living their lives. <laughs> Making their straw beds. <laughs> Who cares? So look, I, I love this stuff, but I just feel that it was almost like they they got to the edit room and went, fuck it. Just I don't put, know. Like, just put it all just in. Put, no, we can't get rid of that. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's a great bit. Mr. Kaufman, we really need to cut this scene. No, <laughs> everyone I can't. Worked, everyone worked really hard. <laughs> But that's integral to Gordon's wife's brother's sister, <laughs> that scene. The subplot that needs looping through. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And look, I've already expressed on this show my love for slow and deliberate films. Like, yeah. I'm all for a slow film. Mm. In fact, well, I'm heartbroken because tomorrow night, uh, Moon is playing the 2009 Duncan Jones uh, film... Moon, which we have both loved. In fact, it was your choice, wasn't it? It was my choice. Show. Yeah. We've done it on the show. Make sure you go back. I tell you what, tomorrow, when you've got no Apollo Sodes to listen to, <laughs> go and listen. Do yourself a favour. Go listen to the, the Moon episode that we did, um, because we had a great time with it. I was very gushing, and I'm, I'm quite disappointed that I can't get there tomorrow night, because I would love to see it on the big screen. I think it would look absolutely spectacular it would look really good um but nevertheless uh next up on our list is the dish oh i tell you what we By didn't way, talk about that was episode five was moon if people look episode for it. five yeah it was a long really? time ago it was a long time it was my first choice was it yeah my first there choice. you go i mean after point break well yeah oh wow there you go <clears throat> Get dig right back into those yeah. archives. So episode five, if you're looking for it. Um, I tell you what, we haven't spoken about yet. The whole sequence in Australia. Yeah. I'm like, hello. There's David Gobbleil. <laughs> G'day, David. <laughs> like, and how do you think they did? I think it was. You reckon it was alright? Not so bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. I wasn't quite, well, you know, when they're like, who are you guys? They're like, oh, we're Aborigines. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> and the kangaroo hopping down the road. When I saw the kangaroo hopping down the road at first, I'm like, here we go. This is going to be a Simpsons episode. Like, yeah. Oh, flaming. Oh. Where's your flaming mate, mate? <laughs> like, which, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Where's your flaming mate? I love. Like, I love a bit of, you know, international interpretation of Australia um, but I think it was like quite good like especially for 83 it was all like cultural stuff they're like oh yeah this mm. guy knows the stars he knows the Milky Way like he knows yeah. the moon yeah. you know like and then the fire and there was a bit of song line in there and like mm. yeah it was like it was, it was pretty good I thought I thought it was really good I mean we didn't see anything after that speaking of the Simpsons Mm. Did you pick up the reference with John Glenn? 
that reference with John Glenn. So, I don't know if you remember the space episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Where, when they're, re-en- where, when they're re-entering the atmosphere, the other two astronauts are humming. Oh, of course. That's from John I, oh, I, I, Of course. Yeah, I picked that up. <laughs> I'm like, that's where that's from. I spent a lot of last night going, oh, yeah, Buzz Aldrin does look like his Simpsons version. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I originally and Neil Armstrong sounds like sounds like Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Look, it's fair to say we're having a great time. The nights are late Mm. for us two early to bed people. Yeah, but um, it's a roaring success so far. Thank you to the Sun Theatre. And uh, and yeah, if you've got time, do come down because they're showing they're showing stuff day and night. Yeah. Um, obviously more over the weekend. You There's heaps to, of stuff on. You can go to Apollo 11 every day. Every day. Possibly twice a day you might sometimes. Be to, you might be able to go a couple of times a day. You'll probably bump into us at some point. <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're showing, they're showing a, a real variety of films. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really worth getting down to watch, I mm. So yeah. tomorrow, go back and listen to our episode on Moon, mm. episode five. And then on Friday night, uh, we're coming back, and we're going to watch The Dish. Yep. Our second working dog film, in fact. Oh, yeah, right, already right covered on. the castle. Now we're going to do The Dish. And there's a and a after it as well. Uh, we probably won't record that. It's kind of <laughs> not appropriate, but <laughs> but just means you'll have to come down. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to a bit of uh, Sam Neill and Patrick Warburton. Yeah. And um, and then the main ticket item, I think, on Saturday night is First Man. First Man. Um, also streaming as well at the moment. So yep. if you can't make it down, I mean, make it down. Mm. Support local cinema. Mm. Independent cinema. Yeah. Don't just stream it to the big bucks. Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. And then, right. yeah, Hidden Figures Sunday, you're going to. Yes. And then we're all going to have a party at Apollo 13. I'm going to have a special guest uh, uh, with Hidden Figures. Good. I've just confirmed. And we may have a guest for Apollo 13 as well. Awesome. I think. So just to wrap it all up for us. Now, Tim. Yes. Something we forgot to do yesterday. I attempted to get a, a BTEU connection out of you. And you <laughs> I shut that down pretty You quick. shut that down hard. Although, all I could say is that... NASA clearly had a hand in building the booth, along with... Surely. Along with... I was more concerned, along with uh, Louder Air. Louder Air, thank you. I was more concerned with the uh, German scientists leading the way. I'm like, mm, this looks like Denomalous in a, in a hairpiece. <laughs> <Just. laughs> oh he's my like, God! It's like he's put on this dodgy wig. He's, he's there, like, and right in front yeah. of our noses. I'm like, how did he know so much about... Space travel and son of a bitch. Denomalous. He is the uh, setup champion of the twenty eight. Maybe I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's a setup champion of some <laughs> some up, century. The setup champion. Um, but what we missed out last night was a uh, rating on the Sandema scale. Yep. Uh, do you want to just briefly explain the Sandema scale for? Yep. Um, Sandema scale is. A rating system that is flawless that um, basically we just measure everything against the 
1989 classic, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure automatically assumes 100% rating because it is the benchmark and it is brilliant. <laughs> um, it's irrefutable. Correct. So, yeah. So we, we rate, we give a percentage based on that so it can be better than Bill and Ted. It can be not better than yeah. Bill and Ted. Um, so. This is a bit weird because it's a doco. Yeah, let's do let's do Apollo Eleven. Let's catch up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I went straight to Apollo Eleven. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I can smash docos way more than once. Yeah. Um, I don't watch enough docos, and especially space ones. I've gone back to a few of them a few times. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one. I'm going to give Apollo Eleven pretty damn high. Yeah. I reckon I'm going to give it over a hundred. Yep. I reckon I'm going to give it 115. 115. I reckon I'm sitting at. I was going to say 120. Okay. I had a I had a stunning time last night. Mm. And I may be just like still bathing in the afterglow. Which is cool. But I mean and, and that's why the system's flawless because exactly. it's a it's a it's a stamp in time. Yeah. Um, in time. Exactly. All right. Right stuff. Right stuff. It's long. It's going to lose a few percentage for that. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say Look, I, I definitely enjoyed myself, uh, whether that was being swept up in the grandeur that is the Moon Festival. Yep. Uh, going back to it, I'm like, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be quite the commitment to go back to. Yep. I think I'd like. I'm very much looking forward to Jules's edit, basically. <laughs> so I'm gonna go quite quite low. I think mm. I'm probably at about. Forty percent, I think, yep. maybe thirty-five. That's fair. Yeah, too long. I'm about forty-two. Mm. I reckon. Um, too long, and what I the rationale for putting it so low is that if I wasn't watching this in a nice cinema, and my I would I would have been sitting on the couch on my phone, like I would have gotten up a few times, like I like there were, there was some bits where I wasn't I wouldn't have been focused. Yep. If I wasn't seeing the cinema, yeah. So the cinema helped me tonight. Nice. Um, still, in, still enjoyed it, but yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty low. So check it out though. It's good. It's a good uh, overview of the. It's a nice little snapshot. There. History of the Mercury. Yeah, and yeah, it's important. It's a very important step in everything that happened. So, um, yep. and it was a lot riskier too. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's because Denomalus was running. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Personal gain. He didn't care about being the Russians. <laughs> he had Bill and Ted in his head the whole time. <laughs> oh, bastard. All right, excellent. Well, thanks for joining us again. Uh, I'm going to go home and edit. Yep. And then we'll see you. You're going to listen to Moon tomorrow. And then... <laughs> I love that. You're just yep. you're setting homework. Yep, homework. Come on, everyone. We've got to stick with the program. And what then... if they've already heard or listened to Moon? Listen to it again or... Is it a free night? Is it like a free period? Oh, like a free... Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Well, you're going to get the weekend off as well. Yeah, true. But we may set more homework. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're just rambling. Yeah. Uh, We will see you in a couple of days. Sounds good. Potty on, dudes. (laughs) 